Hey, everybody. Welcome to the World Harvest Church Podcast. We pray that this message blesses you, inspires you, and more than anything, helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information and resources, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. How's everybody doing? God is good. There's nothing more, more exciting than when you see men rising up to be men of God, to raise up men of God. Men, we, we, need, we need men. We need men to be, to be passionate about God, to be passionate about family. We need men to lead families. Women want men to lead. We do. Even if we don't say it, we do. We want godly men to rise up and to lead. Amen? It's so much fun. I love that. Eau Claire, watch out. Well, I've got some really good news. You guys want me to tell you the good news? You know the God that you're here to celebrate? He's not shaken. Do you know that you are a part of that kingdom that isn't shaken? Isn't that fun? Everything around you can be shaken, but you can't be shaken because you're part of that kingdom that cannot be shaken. Amen? That is really exciting. I love that song, that he is untamable. See, we think that we can put God in a box, and we think that we can tame him, but I've got news for you. You can't. He's God all-powerful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and you're not going to stop him. No kingdom of darkness can stop him. I love that Pastor Bob was talking about light up here because that's kind of what God is speaking to me on. Um, there's just a lot of things going on in my brain right this, at this minute. One of the scriptures that popped in my brain during worship in 2 Corinthians 3.17, it says, But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is spirit, and wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Say that again, freedom. freedom. So all of us, that's you, say all of me. Good job. You guys are on it today. You guys just feel the electricity? I'm just like, Yeah. I feel like I'm vibrating on the inside. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him. He makes us more and more like him. That is our job, is to become more and more like Jesus. Because we are changed into his glorious image. How many know, how many appreciate the fact that we can be here in this building? Free to walk through the doors, free to stand or sit and to be here and worship uninhibited without worrying about somebody bursting through the doors and arresting us because we're worshiping. How many appreciate the fact that we live in a country that is free? How many are so excited to, that we are one nation under God? And we will, we will forever, listen to me, we will forever be one nation under God. 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what things, what might be projected. We are one nation under God, and we will be forever one nation under God. Amen? Amen. And we are free because it costs something. Right? Freedom isn't free. Because we're free in Jesus, it costs him his life. And we're free as a country because people say yes to keep us free. Right? How many have served in the armed forces? Why don't you stand up? Stand up. Those who have served in any capacity. We don't honor you guys enough. We don't. We take for granted our freedoms, don't we? We really do. Um, Just give me one minute. But God is good all the time, isn't he? So we have to do one more thing before. I don't even know if I'm going to get to preach today. doesn't matter. I'll do it next time. Um, you know, we're family here, right? We're family. And when one, when one hurts, we all hurt. When one, it just, we just are. We're all family. And I love that. I love that about us. I love that about our church. I love that. I love that. Um, we've, we've, um, we're going to pray over Brittany today, because Brittany is a part of the um, Army Reserves, and she is being deployed to um, Fort McCoy because there's over 12,000 Afghani refugees there, and she's been being sent there. Six months could be a year. Well, we rebuke that in Jesus' name, not a year. Um, but she's going to be gone for a long time. And even though it's in the United States, it's still a deployment. And she's going to be in security um, over these Afghanistan refugees. You know, um, I'm not even going to go there. Why don't you come up here, Britt? So as family, we, are, we want to pray over her. Um, pray for her protection. And... Um, for her husband, too. Why don't you come up here, Matt? He's going to be without his bride for a while. And Britt's family's here. Why don't you guys raise your hand? Her mom and dad sitting right there. Her brother. Is that your brother? No? Brother-in-law. Sister and niece and sisters. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So she's leaving, like, in two weeks. So this is her last Sunday here, and then she'll be gone for a while. So I have Pastor Bob come up here, and how about Janae and Sam? Pastor Bob, Pastor Abby and Jake, you guys can come up here too. Elders. Yep, and the elders, whoever, the elders want to come up here, wherever we can, and 
If mom and dad want to come up here, absolutely come up here. Family, if you guys want to come up here. Yeah. We do have your back. We got your front. Brit, just know that you leave from here and you take, you take everything from here there. And I believe, I really believe that there's going to be a revival that'll break out on that, in that place. Why not? Why not? You carry the kingdom of God in you. You carry the light in you, and you can bring light to a dark place. And you can bring Jesus to a twelve thousand Muslim. Amen. Why not? Why not, you know, go there and get them all saved and and all delivered and, you know, come on. That's what's what it's about. But we love you and, you know, you're not far from us regardless of how far you are. You know, we've got you we've got your front and back. So thank you for your yes. Amen. Amen. Whew. So where do we go from here? I spoke last Saturday night, and I, you guys remember what I spoke on, who was here last Saturday night? Identity. <laughs> Always is connected to your identity, Bill. <sighs> if you don't know who you are by now, why don't you guys turn to Exodus 33. Exodus 33, and we're going to read at verse 8. Exodus 33. I am just... So, so thankful. How many are just so thankful for the goodness of God? Oh, man, he's so good. And then he never changes. Never changes. All right. Exodus 33, 8 through 11. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, Whenever Moses went out to the tent of meeting, all the people would go up and stand in the entrances of their own tents. 
they would all watch Moses until he disappeared inside. As he went into the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and hover as at, at its entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. When the people saw the cloud standing at the entrance of the tent, they would stand and bow down in front of their own tents. Inside of the tent of meeting, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Afterwards, Moses would return to the camp, but the young man who assisted him, Joshua, son of Nun, would remain behind at the tent of meeting. I got to blow my nose. Excuse me a minute. I'm going to turn my mic off to see. There, there I am. You guys don't want to hear all that. All good? I got nothing hanging there? I'm good. All right. <laughs> if you're my friend, you would tell me if I did, right? That's right. A true friend will say you got something right there. Or, you know, yeah. You ever walk out of the bathroom and have toilet paper hanging in the back of your pants and nobody tells you? You don't? That's because I put, never mind. Anyways. <laughs> Last week I spoke on this whole, this whole thing of the children of Israel standing outside of the tent as the presence of God came and visited Moses. You guys remember that? I just read it. And I said, I said that that was never God's intent was for us to be standing on the outside and watching. His intent was always for us to come inside. And last week I spoke on what are one of the things that keep us from coming closer to the Lord, from being in that tent with Him. Offense was one of them. Remember? Offense. I used the example, somebody holds offense in their heart, it causes their heart to be hard, and then we just, we don't get close to the Lord. Does that make sense? I think just like Pastor Jake spoke last night, it was a great message. It was a wonderful message, and he talked about dying to self, talking about keeping a fire, keeping a passion, and he talked about prayer, the importance of praying, and he used the word, instead of prayer, how about hosting the presence of God? If we would understand that actually he, the pres God wants to be hosted, he wants, he wants to sup with us, he wants to come in, and sometimes there's things in our heart that stop us from the other morning I woke up, it was 4 o'clock in the morning, I woke up and it, I had this on my, my heart and I was trying to write it on my phone, you know, and I, I, heard, I heard the Lord say this, do you, when you walk into a dark room, do you just walk through the room when it's dark or do you turn the light on to walk in the room? And I'm like, well, you, I turn the light on unless I'm getting up to go to the bathroom and then I don't because I don't want to wake Bob up, you know, and walk through. So I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I turn the light on, of course, you know, because if you don't turn the light on, what happens? You can't see. You run into things and you, you know, stub your toe or you hit your shin or you, you know, it doesn't, it's not good, right? And I heard him say, why do people, why do my kids choose to walk in the dark? And I'm like, I have no idea what that means because, you know, we're light. But I heard him say this, I heard him say that, when we believe a lie, when we believe a lie, then it's darkness in our life. 
Does that make sense? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just do a couple of things. I'm going to have my helpers come up here. You guys are all wondering who you, my helpers are. Come on up here. I talked to you this morning. Did you forget already? That was just this morning, people. Come on, let me have some. Who's, who's on my, my, my group, my group, my, my leadership, my leaders, ladies, my leaders, ladies. Okay. Hold this. Hold that. I want you guys to hold a couple more. Can I have a couple more volunteers? Hold that. Keanu. One more. Three. Right there is good. All right. So lies that we believe. When we believe a lie, you guys listen, when we believe a lie, then we believe the liar. When I believe a lie, I come into agreement with the one who told me the lie. In the Bible, in John, I think it's, I've got it written down here, John 8, 4. I think it's John 8, 4. It says that the father of lies is Satan. He's the father of lies. He comes in and he tells me these things right here. The father of lies come and he tells me these, these lies, okay? And when I come into agreement with the lies, I come into agreement with the liar. Let's pretend that Sam's the devil. Come here, Sam. <laughs> Sorry. Come here. I'll have Pastor Jake come up here too. So he's, he's the devil. I mean, you know, he might act like the devil sometimes. I'm kidding. Okay, so you're the devil. So he's the devil. So Pastor Jake here, he believes a lie. So the devil has told him that he is, his voice, my voice is not worth being heard. This is the lie that he just told him. So he believes the lie. So now grab his hand and go for, no, you guys, there you go. Grab his hand. Go for a walk. Go for a walk. That's so great. That's so great, you guys. That's bromance right there. Bromance. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> so that's exactly what happens. You're dancing with the devil. When you believe a lie, when you believe a lie from the liar, he's the liar, he's Satan. When you believe a lie, this is what happens. You come, you walk hand in hand with the liar. And then you give him access into your life and you give him permission to harass you. So now he, yep, <laughs> exactly. All right, you guys got to sit down because you're. <laughs> Do you guys understand the picture? When I believe a lie, 
then I am allowing darkness. A lie is darkness. I'm allowing darkness into my life. And then I believe this lie. I believe this lie. I believe these lies here. God doesn't love me. I'll never be enough. It's not time for my healing. Uh, live the life that I'm dealt. Comparison, my past. I believe those lies. And then I want to, I want to spend time with God. I want to get into his presence. But I believe that I can't because of my past. How can God love me because of the things that I've done? Anybody here ever have that thought? Ever. God can never love me because of my past. Can I tell you the truth to that? The truth to that is your past doesn't even exist anymore. The Bible says that when you repent of your sins, that your past no longer exists. What did I put on there? Because of the blood of Jesus. Amen. This is the truth. Say truth. truth. Truth replaces the lie. So now let's have Matt, you're Jesus. <laughs> He's Jesus. Yeah. So why don't we just have Britt being you're the wife. You're beautiful. Come here, Britt. So Britt had this issue. She believed the lie that Satan told her. And at one point, she was walking hand in hand with Satan because she believed that her past kept her from the presence of God and from a relationship with Jesus. Am I making sense? And then she decided, I believe what the Bible says, that the blood of Jesus, so now she walks hand in hand. And now she can dance with Jesus. Amen? Aren't they cute? Thank you. So I have to recognize the lie. Because remember Exodus 33, I do not want to be standing in the tent, my entrance tent, and watching as the presence of God is coming and moving and things are happening and all the good, everything is going on and I'm standing because I have believed lies that are stopping me from all that God has for me. How many are tired of walking and being in agreement with the devil? With the lie that God doesn't love. How many has believed this lie? God doesn't love me. Come on. God doesn't love me. Why, doesn't, why wouldn't God love you? Just throw some stuff out there. Not good enough. My past. Not important. God doesn't love me. I'm not important. I've done too much. I, I'm not enough. I can't measure up to God. Lies. All lies. But when I believe the lie, that lie makes a seed inside of my heart and then sometimes plants roots. Right? And then I've got to pluck those things out. That's why we have a freedoms ministry. Make fun of it all you want to. We've seen more people free from those sessions because we have helped them take the root of the lies out of their heart and put truth. God so loved. How did he love? How much did God love you? How much did God love you? 
Come on. Yes. He loved you enough to give his son to die on a cross for you. That was more than enough, right? So we believe that God doesn't love me. I can't enter into his presence. I can't enter into the things that he has for me because I believe the lie. And then I walk hand in hand with the liar and wonder why my life stinks. Anytime I come in partnership with a lie, I come in partnership with the devil. And that gives him permission to harass me. But how do I get rid of the lie? Replace it with the truth. I rip up the lie that God doesn't love me, and I replace it with the truth that Jesus died for me because for God so loved the world. Does that mean that I have to do something in order for that to happen? Nada. Nothing. Nothing you can do to make God love you anymore. There's not one thing you can do to make God love you anymore. Because his son paid it all. Right? My past. Does your past exist anymore? No. Because of why? The blood of Jesus. If there's a lie that you're believing, find the truth of what it is and start walking with the truth, the life, the light. Jesus is the light. Amen? What about this in comparison? Anybody ever compare, compare yourself to anybody? Everybody should raise your hand. We've all at one time or another compared ourselves. Well, I can't be like them. Well, look at them. Well, look, look at her. Especially women. Women are the worst at comparing yourself. Well, I wish I had her legs. Well, I wish I had her hair. Well, I wish I had this. I wish I had that. Well, I wish I had her freckles. Well, I wish I didn't have freckles. I wish I had straight hair. I wish I had curly hair. I wish I had thick hair. I wish I had thin hair. I wish I had no hair. I wish I had... Right? That's what, that's what women do. I think I've covered it all. I wish I was tall. I wish I was short. I wish I was thin. Right? It's a, it's a, it's a lie. Women, it's a lie. God made you fearfully and wonderfully made exactly the way you are, unique, beautiful, awesome, amazing. We don't need two of the same unless you're twins, then I guess we do. <laughs> but you're still different, I think. I don't know. Who's a twin in here? Do we have any twins? Oh, yeah, that's right, Hunter. He's got a twin brother that looks just like you. So maybe there are two of you, and that's okay. But still don't compare yourself to your brother because you're not your brother. But anyways, okay. So the truth is God has called me my own spot to, to my own whatever. You guys read that. I can't read. Thank you. God has called you unique. There's no one else that can do what you do. There's no one else that can reach the people that God has for you to reach but you. Right? What about this one? Live the life that I've been dealt. How many have heard that one? Well, this is just my life. Well, this is just the way it is. You know, this is, you know, because I made choices and I got to, you make your bed, you lie in it. Anybody ever heard that one? How many have said that? Well, you've made your bed, you might as well lie in it. That's a lie. It's not truth. Because why? What's the truth? With God, I will have abundantly more than I can think or ask. Amen? The truth is, 
that God comes in and he replaces all of those things with his peace, his love, his joy, his forgiveness. Amen? My voice is not worth being heard. That one, how many has heard that one? What are you doing? Who do you think you are? Who do you think, what, do you, what do you think you've got to say that's good? Anybody ever heard that? Well, no, don't try for that promotion because you don't know enough. Or who do you think you are? You want to write a book. Who do you think you are? You're not smart enough to write a book. Who, who, who has God been speaking to or you feel like you need to write a book? Raise your hand. Seriously. Okay. Don't believe the lie that you can't. You can't. The only way you can't is if you won't. You can do anything that God tells you to do. Just do it. Remember, we're going to get T-shirts that say, just do it. Oh, I think somebody already did. <laughs> the truth is, is God has made me uh, given me a unique voice, and the words that I speak have value. If God has spoken to you to write a book, the things that you have to say have value, and someone needs to hear it. I will never be enough. How many have believed that lie? I will never be enough. That's a lie. Remember, if I believe the lie, what happens? I'm in darkness and I'm walking hand in hand with Sam. <laughs> with the devil. See? If we don't bring truth to things, then we always walk in darkness. Why do we choose to walk into a room and not turn the light on and run into obstacles? When I turn the light on, I can see where the obstacles are and I can go around them and not hurt myself. The truth brings the light. Jesus says, I am the truth. What's the truth to that? Jesus says that I'm always enough. Always have and always will be. You are more than enough. If you were not, then Jesus wouldn't have died for you. And if you were the only person here on earth, he would have still died for you. You know that Jesus never asks us to do anything for him to die for us. He died for us simply because he loves. That's it. Pastor Jake used the verse yesterday in 1 John. It says, we love because he first loved us. What's the next one? It's not my time to receive healing. And you've got a testimony about that. What's the truth to that? By his stripes, we are healed. That's the truth. Another lie, rejection. How many have ever felt like you were rejected? There's a spirit of rejection that is running rampant, not only in the world, but in the church. The enemy wants to make us feel like no, we can't fit in or we don't fit in. But what is the truth to that rejection? That you are accepted, fully accepted. The Bible says fully accepted. Not halfway accepted, but fully accepted. Amen. Thank you, ladies. You can take your papers with you, please. <clears throat> The goal is this, is that 
God wants our heart. He wants all of us. He wants every bit of us, not just a little bit of us. And because sometimes, what happened in the garden? When Adam and Eve walked in the garden with, with God, remember? It says they walked with, with God. Adam walked with God. But when shame came in, Adam and Eve hid from God. God never intended for them to hide because he said this. He said, hey, Adam, where are you? See, Jesus on the cross paid for your shame. Why? Because he wants us close. He wants our heart. He doesn't want you to clean up and then come to him. He wants you to come to him so he can clean you up. You can't, you can't do it. It's impossible. It's impossible to, to do things. All we got to do is just be at his feet. You guys remember the vision that was said last week? A gal had a, Carrie had a vision last Saturday night in church that there was water coming in to the church. It was water coming in, and it was the presence of God coming in. It only came in about mid-calf. And she's like, I want to be submerged in your presence, God. And he, she, he said, you'll be submerged when you go low. You guys can visualize that? He wants us. All we got to do is humble ourselves and admit that, hey, God, I messed up. That's it. I messed up. And he comes in and goes, ear, ear, ear. that's the eraser. That's the eraser in heaven. That's the sound that it makes, if you're not sure. Ear, 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 ear. And it's gone forever, whatever it is. That's the beauty of repentance. When I repent, that's all he needs. Repentance is the, is the, is the most humbling thing a human being can do. Why is that? Because I'm admitting I'm wrong. Speaking of that, you should all be at the marriage class next week. If we could just admit we're wrong once in a while. Men? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Admitting that I'm wrong is repentance shows in my actions. When I repent, I change the way that I think, and my actions will show something different because I'm no longer doing the things that I was once doing. And repentance takes us right back to the penthouse, right back in right relationship with the Lord. Amen? Because that's his heart for you. Let me have Amy at the piano, please. His heart for us is he wants all of us, right? He wants your heart. Do you know that your heart, if your heart here physically quit beating, what would happen? You would die. If your heart quit beating, you would die. In the Bible, it talks about the heart. You know, it says to guard your heart. It's usually talking about your mind, your will, and your emotions. So it's protecting those things. It's guarding those things of what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and the choices that you're making. Amen? He wants all of us, and when we give him our heart, he will help us in all of those areas, with your feelings, with your will, and with your, what's the other one? mind. See? My mind. Lord, please help me with my mind. Why don't you guys stand up? In Proverbs 4.23 through 27, the New Living Translation says this. It says, to guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. We have to guard our hearts from the lies that the enemy comes in to try to tell you. See, if you can't use offense, if you can't use bitterness and all those things, he can use lies. 
He can just get you to believe that you're not worth it. He can get you to believe that your life isn't worth living. He can get you to believe that your voice isn't worth hearing. He can get you to believe that you're never enough. You're never going to be enough. How can God love you? Look what you did. How can, how can God accept you when you just did this? And the truth is, because he lives, it all goes back to Jesus and us humbling ourselves before him and saying, here's my rags. Let me give you riches. That's what he does. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to read that in the ERV. It's the easy-to-read version. This is really good. Easy to read, if you can read. That's me. Keep your heart with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. Verse 24, put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. So you got to quit saying stuff about yourself that isn't truth. Come on, listen. You need to speak truth over your life. You need to speak truth over your heart. You need to encourage yourself. You, and if you're starting to believe lies, you need to call somebody and you need to say, tell me some truth about myself. Come on. This is, that, that's humbling. If you're struggling in an area, if you're struggling, if you're struggling with your identity, if you're struggling in who you are, if you're, just, if you're having a moment and you can't get out of a pit, call somebody and say, I just need some truth about myself. There ain't nothing wrong with that. Call me. I'll tell you who you are. I'll remind you who you are. Because there was times that I needed that. There was times that I needed to know, hey, I am, I am, I'm about ready to run away. Anybody ever feel like doing, jump, jump in a car and going and don't even know where you're going to go? Am I the only one? I'm being very vulnerable here. Yes. Yes. And I just need somebody to tell me, remind me who I am. Okay, yes, yes. It brings me from the darkness. It turns on the light. And oh, I see the obstacle. I see the lie. Okay, yes. And then I repeat the truth to myself. No, I am called. I am anointed. Yes, God, I remember who I am. All right? Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. It's really hard to walk life looking over your shoulder. Look forward. Paul says this, I don't worry about what's behind me because it's behind me, but I move forward into what's ahead of me. See, you can't do what God has for you if you're always looking behind you. Got to look what he, what's in front of you. Amen? Keep your eyes focused on Jesus, on him. Ponder the path of your feet, and then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the left or to the right, or turn your foot, but turn your foot away from evil. This verse just says this, this passage says this, to be watchful what comes in. Be careful the things you say, because life and death is in the power of your tongue. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. What are you saying to yourself? 
Keep your eyes looking ahead and focused on the only one, Jesus. And stay firmly planted in the truth. Jesus is the light that comes in and eradicates all the darkness. And if you ever are in a dark room and you turn the light on, what happens? It's bright. Does darkness have to try to be light? When you turn the light on, immediately it's light. See, Jesus came as the light, and it wasn't by just coincidence, because he knew that darkness would try to come back in through lies, through offense, through bitterness, through anger, through all of those things. And if you read in Ephesians, it says to throw off all of those things, to cast those things out and put on the new spirit, to put on the things that God says that you are. That's why it's important that you have to know who you are. And I want you guys, you got homework. You didn't think you were coming to church and getting homework, but you are. I want you within the next week in your time with God. See, in the encounter that Peter and Jesus had, when Jesus looked at Peter and said, hey, Peter, who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you are the Messiah. You are the, you are the, you are the son of the living God. You are. You are. You're it. And Jesus says, Peter, now that you know who I am, let me tell you who you are. It's in knowing Jesus that we know ourselves, because he's the one that identifies us. So your homework is this. When you have your time with God, take a piece of paper, and I want you to write down who Jesus is to you. You guys hearing me? Write down who is Jesus to you. He's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's my King. He's merciful and gracious. He's my refuge and my strength. He's my stronghold. Just ask him, Jesus, who are you, who are you to me? And he'll tell you, listen. Pastor Jake talked about that. Sometimes we don't hear it because we're too busy talking. Listen to what he's saying to you. He'll say, hey, remember when I was your provider? Remember I provided for you? Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 you're my provider. And then I want you to ask this, Jesus, who do you say that I am? And then I want you to listen to what he's going to tell you. He's going to call you beautiful. He's going to call you a mighty warrior. The apple of his eye. The one I'm proud of. Those things eradicate all lies. And then we can go into his presence and enjoy. Enjoy him. Because every lie is ripped up. Just like this. You rip it up. I'm stronger than that. We rip them up. Amen? Rip up those lies. Don't partner. He's not worth it. Sam's not worth it. You're worth it, Sam. The devil is not worth our time. Quit walking and dancing with him 
and choose to grab a hold of Jesus, the truth, the life, and dance with him. Let him spin you around. Do that. Pastor Jake and Abby, will you grab your wife's hand? And will you come up here? He's Jesus. And will you dance with your wife? Come up here. And just dance with her. This is G He wants to dance with you. He wants to dance with you. See? It's freeing. It's freeing. Dancing. It's close. It's intimate. That's what he wants. Amen? You guys are so great. Abby's like, no! I'm turning red. Lord, I just thank you. Father, I just thank you for your goodness. God, I thank you for your grace. Put your hands out. I'm going to pray this prayer over you. Today we break off any lies that we've believed about ourselves, about God, about others. And we ask, ask you, God, that you would shine your truth, that you would shine your light on our hearts. And, you would cho and we choose to believe the truth and to break agreement with the devil. We choose today to believe you and what you have to say about me. You say that I am loved. You say that I am valued. You say that I am important, that I am good enough. You loved me before I was even formed in my mother's womb. You chose me before I chose you. Open our eyes, God, to see this truth, to see from your perspective, to see from, our, from your position seated in heavenly places. I choose today to humble myself and to give you my heart and allow you to be Lord, not just Savior. I need you, Lord, to rule and to reign in my life and to show me a better way. My way is not working very well, but your ways, God, are higher than mine because you love me and your love is perfect and unconditional. I choose today to tear down the walls that I've built up in my heart towards you, God, towards myself and towards others. And I choose to let you show me how to guard my heart the right way. I want to be in your tent, and I don't want to stand in the entrance of my tent any longer. I think, I think that you, God, I, I think you, and when I repeat, when I repent, that you hit the reset button, and you give us a fresh start. I am made in your image, and you carry, and I carry your authority, and I give you permission, God, to live in my life and help me to live in the abundance that you have promised me, free from guilt, free from shame, condemnation, and all lies that, the, that Satan has tried to use against me. No more. Say no more. No more. We draw the line. We draw the bloodline right now over your life. I draw the bloodline over your life right now, that no more, no more will we partner with the lies that the enemy wants to bring. We surrender all to you today, Jesus. We say yes to you, and we choose to believe your truth and what you say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen? Amen. We are going to enjoy all that he has for us, and nothing is going to stand in our way. Amen? Amen. God bless you.
Thank you for listening to our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any new messages. To learn more or to get connected with us, please visit us at worldharvestusa.com. God bless you all, and we'll see you next time.